Maybe then you can see me and I can see you Maybe then we'll come together as a people Tired of the pain cause it ain't new Let's come together as a people Even if we don't share the same view Welcome to the Jesus and Everything Foundation podcast. On this show, we look at all problems affecting the world and we discuss how we can solve them using the character of Jesus, unity, and decentralization of resources available to us. The character of Jesus, or as I like to call them, the Jesus character principles, are principles that whether you are a Christian or not, we can all agree on these principles. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. For every episode, we discuss a problem topic from our category list. You can find this list on the Foundation's website, jaef.foundation. We ask ourselves and listeners, what is the goal? What is the vision for this problem category? What are the potential solutions? What are the obstacles? What resources do we need? And what resources do we have? But most importantly, do these solutions and resources pass the character test, the nine Jesus character principles? If yes, then we move on to collaboration. What does this look like? This show is a platform to get the ball rolling on as many problems affecting the world as we can. We want to go beyond just talking about problems. So after the show, we collaborate by acting. First, we open the discussion floor to our listeners. Then we decentralize and open source all of our resources from brain power, manpower, utilities to capital. Before every episode, I like to ask our viewers and listeners, do you ever ask yourself, where are we going? Where is this world going? Time keeps on ticking, the day ends, a new dawn arises, and life goes on. But what is our destination? Do we have any global objectives that unite us when it comes to things like food, security, healthcare, education, or standard of living? It's a fair question to ask. If you work for a company or work for yourself, you have a general idea about your company's vision. Goal. So what is our goal, our overarching vision as the current residents of this planet? What role is your company, your city, your country playing in the big picture? And what role are you who's listening to this playing in this big picture? Welcome 
to the God at the center of our creativity series. It's under our everyday life category. You can find the full list of topics we shall cover under this category on our website, jf.foundation. That is jaef.foundation. In this series, we talk about how to put God at the center of our creativity in art, music, cinema, and all other forms of audio and visual creativity. Today, our world has and is still trying to eliminate God from every sphere of life, from abolishing prayer in public schools to censorship of the name Jesus and all faith talk in workplaces. The moral code of Exodus chapter 20, which is the foundation for all modern civilization, moral and ethical values, is considered by many as a cake and no longer applicable to the desires and wants of the 21st century. God's guiding principles in the Bible that pertain to life and godliness, some would argue that the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, needs to update his manual. In this series, we start with the art industry and we find out the validity of this argument. Is it really true that in order to thrive in art, music, and cinema, we have to leave God outside the door? This dilemma is what our first guest dealt with early on in her career as an artist and musician, when she was often told she had to relinquish her relationship with God to be more creative. However, one might argue that we've seen this trick play before. You see, back in the Garden of Eden, after God had created Adam and Eve, Satan, the devil, appeared to Eve and planted a seed of doubt that the reason God didn't want Adam and Eve to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil was that God didn't want them to become like him. And yet in the previous chapter in Genesis chapter 1 verses 26 to 28, God had clearly stated the opposite. God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. It seems Satan is back to using his oldest trick in the book by convincing the Marses that their creativity in art, music, and cinema will only blossom if they ignore the creator of man and the universe. Is this really true? If this is true, are we really deeply satisfied with the fruit of lasciviousness? Has it been worth opening the floodgates of no restraint to usher in demons of wild imaginations and unquenchable appetites? Is losing a whole generation to mental illness, anxiety, depression, and low self-esteem as a result of this, is it worth it? Has it been worth it that we have gained the whole world but lost our souls? I mean, it's certainly foolish to believe that the creator who created offspring creators wouldn't want them to create, when at the very beginning that was one of his mandates to mankind. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 28, it says, God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion. Man's eyes have never been satisfied by nature's beauty and the visible elements of our galaxy. Nature and the sky above it are a daily source of soul nourishment for many. Maybe, just maybe, 
now is the time to invite our creator and father back into all spaces of, of creativity to teach us how we can create not just beautiful but how to create soul nourishing art music cinema and any other form of visual and audio entertainment how did i miss it before the lavish nature of your love made mother earth and wonders this gift only a father like you could bestow even knowing all you've known how did i miss this before the ways in which you make to bless you create to pave the way to greater gifts what manner of love is this that has known no end even from the beginning even before all you made and gave away to we who bear your face even before we gave ourselves over to sin you were in the business of making beauty a gift to behold to be held throughout eternity how did i miss this before this your sermon on creation and creating the motive, the mission, the modus and motif, the melody of your heartstrings made infinite, unending symphony, all by way of let there be. God, how did I miss it? The truth that whatever I must give away to know you, it's nothing compared to all you gave and give over and over again. In the name of love. Told the devil that I'm going on a strike. Told the devil when I see him on sight. I've been working for you my whole life. Told the devil that I'm going on a strike. I've been working for you my whole life. Sin has an unmistakable way of leaving its aftertaste in mouths that once only knew to speak true. Just one bite sinking teeth deep into deceit and the mouth is made over in shipwreck lost at sea along the warring waves the tongue makes away from the shore behold the hurricane sin made in the hearts of men so hell-bent on being like god but apart from him they him praise to anything but him they peel and eat trees feast as if it was never poison when asked what they did, they offer the sins of others, smothered in sin's aftertaste, reeking of the most bitter kind of sweet. Their lips stained the shade of impassioned, compassionless fruit. God warned them never to taste, lest their love for him and one another go to waste, left to rot and cry out from the ground God's soul's last kissed when he was found walking looking for the lost loves of his eternal life, knowing their sin, knowing he'd make wine of the fruit they chose over him, knowing he'd take the cup of wrath they unknowingly willed from his hands, knowing in the end they'd stand again, their mouths unstained, his love unchanged, their love unchained. Your love is electric 
Pumping up in my veins Lighting up every fiber inside me I love so magnetic Pulling me in your way Pushing me from the chaos behind me But if I fall, if I break I still know you stay the same As I call on your name Father, hear me as I pray Master of the flood Father to the water Righteous one who raises standards against hell on high water. Righteous one who raises water so high they drown the hounds of hell. How great you are, O oh God. Matchless in wonder, matchless in righteousness. May I never forget to call you as you are. Faithful, fortress. Father, friend, captain along the high seas, you will would rise to meet the safety you make for me. You will to rise above the sea, the mountains you covered, then cleared when you commanded the waters return to the place you first called them to. Even the flood knows its place is in obedience to you. Father to the water, master of the flood, righteous one who finds life worth saving, righteous one who would save all who would be reclaimed, remade, and renamed, reflection of your wondrous, righteous self, all the water within us rippling to the sound of your voice, willing your flood rush in, not to kill us just to cover and to claim us once again. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father.
tuning in to the pre-show. Previously on our last episode. Growing up and sort of coming to what I think is sort of a climactic journey in God and art and sort of the war over my soul between the two. Um, it was a very painful experience, but a really important reckoning. And at the end of it all, I was ready to walk away from art until the Lord pulled me back and was just like, no, 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 you belong here because I belong here. Creativity <laughs> is what I instated. Wow. But when you think about it, God as creator, which is what we believe, that he created the heavens and the earth and that all that we see came from the word of his power. So if we believe that and truly believe it, why would we not submit our creativity to the Lord? Why would we not lean on his lens to even understand what true creativity is and what art is? But it's just, it's timeless truth. Art imitates life. Art is fed by and fueled by the lives that we live. If you are not satisfied with your art, there is quite possibly a deeper question here as to whether or not you are satisfied in your life, as to whether or not you are happy with how you're living and the art that your life is giving rise to. If either is an issue, I would encourage you to come to the Lord. I know that that is what has completely transformed my life. I also know that this was something that only he could do. The foundation I have is by the grace of God and by his consistent, persistent work. This is episode four of the God at the Center of Our Creativity series. In this episode, we continue our discussion with our guest, Kira Faith Wharton, who's the founder of Full Faith Forward and Fortify. We're talking to Kira about her vision and mission, which is to put God at the center of our creativity in art. Early on in her career, Kira was often told that she had to relinquish her relationship with God to be a better artist. That her relationship with the Lord would only hinder her as an artist. So on the verge of walking away from her passion for art, God pulled her back and told her, you belong here because I belong here. We hope this episode blesses your heart. So open up your heart and mind and let's dive in. If you are if you are seeking deeper meaning and purpose and satisfaction in your life, nothing is going to satisfy you more than the Lord. Um, and whatever the world will paint and the world will paint, the world will offer you solutions. I've tried them and nothing works like him. It is not easy, but nothing in life really is when you think about it. Life is difficult because sin is here, and yet God's grace abounds, and it is more than sufficient. And um, yeah, he is worthy, and I'm just really grateful for what he has built in my life and the way that art is now like just pouring out of it. So, yeah. it's um, Well, you heard that. If you're listening to this, is you are going to, if you've reached the end of your rope, and, mm -hmm. and Kira said something that's very important. She said, art is a reflection of your life. Mm. Amen. Yep. And that is so true. I think it, you can't even, it, <clears throat> it's so true because most of the times when you hear about the people that are supposed 
to have made it. You know, when you hear about musicians, artists, actors, and, and all these people who, you know, they commit suicide. Hmm. And it's always like, well, their music, they were really trying to tell you something about them. Most times, maybe unless you're talking about fiction or movie or things like that, but it's like, especially when it comes to music and even art, it's, it's almost like people will produce what is on the inside of them. Yeah. So what we see on the outside is really telling of who they are on the inside, what they're dealing with, what they're going through. And so if you are a person who's in creativity, in, in this space of creativity, and, and you're just not satisfied, you know, even personally, when you look at your own art or your music or your content, and it just doesn't feed your soul, mm-hmm. is yeah. there's only going to be one way for you to get to the other side that Kira managed to get to, that Kira crossed over to, where now endless art and creativity is just pouring out of her, is she had to come through another door, and Mm -hmm. that door is Jesus. It's almost like you, it's not almost like, it's inevitable, it's a must that you, you have to come through a different door. And that door is Jesus. And we're talking about Jesus Christ, the Lord. And once you come into, once you come through this door, then this other realm of creativity inspired by God is going to be opened up unto you. Amen. Hallelujah. That's that's the only way. Because I was really trying to think about when I asked you the question at the beginning, I was really maybe trying to think if there's like any other intermediate, but it was like, there's none. (laughs) There is really none. It's like, you can't be in the middle. And, you know, some people might say, well, I'm just going to be inspired by me. Well, I I don't know how well that's going to work. Most times we seek inspiration from, you know, from, from not us. Yes. We might use our stories, you know, from our past to, as, as the theme of our art, but it's like the overall concept, the picture we're trying to paint, how either the art starts out and ends is either going to be inspired uh, by God or the devil. And someone might say, well, I'm not in bed with the devil. You know, I, don't, I don't worship the devil or I don't do that. Well, if the content that inspires you if the people who make the content mm. are spiritually rooted to inspirations from the devil and that's the content you consume then guess what you are indirectly being inspired by the devil i think a lot of people don't they never consider it that way you know they might say well i they might say well i don't believe in god but i also don't associate with the devil in a sense of like well you know, I'm not a devil worshiper or like to, ex- to that extreme, but they forget that, well, if the movies you're watching, if the music you're listening to, if, if, if the people who are feeding you, if that's their source of inspiration, either way, if we keep on digging and digging and get to the root of where, even if it's, I don't know, fourth generation, so to speak, or fifth, 
at, at some point we're going to reach a point where the person, their life, their, what really inspired their creativity was mischief or strife or sin, was this deception that, oh, we haven't experimented sex to the degree that it should, or we haven't, you know, experimented with uh, this kind of drug and what it can do when you're doing this. It, 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 it's going to go back to the point that Kira brought up at the very beginning, this deception by the devil, which is sin. So for you to start doing new art, you're going to have to come through this door that we call the Lord Jesus. You, you're going to have to have a rebirth of your soul, your mind, and then you will step into now a new realm of creativity. Now, and a lot of that is because like, your eye as an artist, your mm. ability to appreciate or even see something as art worthy, it's impacted by your principles. It's impacted by your perspective. Your perspective is shaped by your beliefs, even yeah. more than what you experience. Like there's mm -hmm. so much scientific proof that what we believe about a thing, it really impacts the way we experience it more even than the truth of what that thing is. What we go into believing about it is going to impact what we walk away with unless we're willing to open up our belief. So invitation to accept the Lord is, it's an invitation into an entirely different way of thinking. It's an invitation into a transformation of your mind, which is going to transform your artistic eye. It's going to transform what you even see as art, what you even see as like, oh, this is worth my time. And what aesthetically is pleasing to you or what feeds your soul. Um, it's a new diet for your soul. So you're going to be looking for different stuff. Um and yeah, it's going to be last, it's going to be satisfaction that lasts. That's that's really all I can say. I'm not here to pretend like you'll never find any satisfaction outside of the Lord. I was told that my whole life growing up in church. But when I went to college, I was like, uh, y'all lie because I'm very satisfied in this sin I'm in. Like, this is cute. <laughs> um, honestly, I found a lot of satisfaction. I found a lot of pleasure. I found a lot of fun. I found a lot of things that for me really worked and that really fed my flesh and my carnal mind. The yeah. issue is it wasn't sustainable. I had like three years of off and on rebellion. And by the end of it, I was ready to take my life because it just felt like there's no purpose. It's this endless pursuit of happiness, which the country gives us the right to like come through United States. It's in the constitution. Everybody's got a right to their pursuit of happiness. But what happens when the pursuit of happiness doesn't leave you whole? No Oof. one really talks about that. And it's like I got to the point where I can be as happy as I want to be, but I have no joy and there's no real sustenance to my life. And it's become this addictive thing where, no, I'm not on drugs, but man, oh man, I got to keep going back to the sin I was just in because I can't, I can't get satisfied. There's nothing I can sit with long enough. And it's this endless restlessness that fuels the pursuit of a happiness that is so elusive. And so misleading. And I just got to the end of that and was like, look, if this is what life is, I'm, I'm good, fam. Like my grandmother passed away. That's really been hard on me. And I don't really see the point of living anymore anyway. So bye. Like I was done with it. The Lord met me in that place. Hallelujah. He met me in that place.
And he literally walked me back from the brink, showed me how my lifestyle was pushing me in all these different directions and I needed calm and focus. And what I love is he met my like physical needs. It was such an Elijah situation. Like I'm sitting there suicidal and God is like, hey, go get some food, have some water, <laughs> take a nap. Okay, wake up, have some more food, have some more water, rest again. Good. Now let me speak to you. Wow. Because now that you've had what you need and like a good meal, not this fast food you keep eating, but like now that you've had something that's going to like really bless your body. Now I want to talk to you about what's going to bless your soul. Similarly mm. to the way I led you to healthy food, I want to lead you to healthy spiritual food. No wonder you're all like junked out in terms of the food you've been eating. Look at what you've been consuming. You need to consume things that are going to bring you life. And so really, y'all could just look at me as like a dietitian, Fam, I'm, I'm telling you about the diet that has worked for me. It's just a spiritual diet. It's an artistic diet. But like, this is what has worked for me. And this is what has brought me so much life. I'm better than I've ever been. I'm healthier than I have ever been. I am whole in a way that I didn't even know was possible. Wow. And it's because of the Lord and the ways that he has changed my mind. And my art has just followed that journey. And I'm way, like, I'm way, I'm light years ahead of what I ever thought I could be. So now I thank God for that tour. And I thank God for what he asked me to do and the ways that that cost me a career that was so much less than ultimately what I can be doing. And that is creating for kingdom purposes and creating culture that amplifies Christ's work and his kingdom. So. The, um, there is. Glory to God. Amen. The, 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 the point, the main point to take away from this is guys, if again, you're not going to realize a lot of the freedom and this mm. endless creativity that Kira stepped into without dealing with the core of you, which is again, your life. Like who is at the center of your life? I've, I have endless stories on that as well. Mm. Coming from, yeah. You know, you know, the startup world and, 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 and only being driven by, uh, you know, like, you know, monthly active users and how, how much time people are spending on your product and, and, and revenue and, and all of that. And just only looking at the people who are the, you know, the people at the top of the food chain, the startup world, and just being driven by that only to mm -hmm. when I pivoted into a relationship with God and, and the same journey. It's, it's very interesting that all of us who are now in a place where we just feel like we have so much freedom, like creativity is just pouring out of all of us. It's mm -hmm. that everyone that I talk to, we've all, we've, we all have the same experience. Yours was, you know, with your art and, 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 and that, me was with the startup world and, and coming around to a point of like, I'm going to look through everything like innovation and, and everything to do with startups and technology through, you know, godly character, like God's lens, you know, God's point of view and the same journey. It's almost like right now I can see things that I couldn't see before. Mm, and I, I can see, I can see the old me 
but I can see what I see right now. And I'm, it's almost like I can see wider. I can see deeper. I can see farther away. It's, it's, I'm seeing there's just so much room right now. Hallelujah. And so many other people, yeah, that, that I talk to. And they, they've had the same experience where things right now, it's almost like, the, the, as, as the scripture says, these rivers of living water just come out of your belly. Yeah, amen. Endless. Because with God, one of the things you mentioned at the beginning is he's outside of time. The scripture amen. says uh, his wisdom is unsearchable. So that's why I'm not surprised that when we crossed over, all, all of us, just saying, okay, I'm going to put God at the center of what I'm doing. Amen. It's almost like we, we can't tap out. There's just so much. <laughs> There's just so much. I, for instance, yeah. you know, people used to say uh, writer's block. I never used to be a writer. And now I'm almost running away from the keyboard. It's like the keyboard, mm. every time I look at it, it's like, it's like I could sit down for an hour and it's just like right away. Um, yeah. it just stuff is just pouring out of me and I'm writing. And, and before I know it, I have 10 pages. I'm like, where is all this coming from? And, and now I'm running away from the keyboard because I'm like, if I, stay there i'll just write for three hours and not do something else and I can't, I can't relate to someone who says they have writer's block because i think those things happen even when your creativity you're finding you're restricted is because you have tapped out on your own knowledge mm. but it's almost like once you switch over and you put god at the center it's like your your source is this infinite source so Amen. and that's that's what you're walking through that's that's how that that that's what has happened with you but uh uh this is your time this is not my time to talk about my own experience so i want i want to <laughs> no i, I'm, I want I'm to, to hear your story, i want to <laughs> you know this our listeners always listen to me i i want to um you know just capture a few more things and okay. Uh, this is your time, and, and I'm pretty sure the people who are listening to it are are being encouraged. So wow. I, I want to touch on, on on another subject, which is okay. How one one of the things is uh, I guess we've talked about this, so maybe we can you can just reiterate because it's some really interesting subjects that I want us to get into. But there's a question here, which is. Uh, where have we as a society lost it when it comes to the purity of art? Maybe you can, I don't know if we've, I don't know if we've covered it. We've talked about so much, but yeah. where have we as a society lost it when it comes to the purity of art? Yeah, I, I don't think that society has ever really been about the purity of art. Now, when I was growing up, I think that there was more of a desire to keep what people felt like was pure in art. That's also probably been timeless, like in every age of man, because I mean, how many generations of people are growing up in a time where their elders are saying, in my day, this never would have been a thing. Like in my day, <laughs> we never would have seen people doing things like this and we never would have heard lyrics like this. It just feels like a tale pretty much as old as time. You're hearing someone talking about how art is and the culture is just kind of losing its way. 
and falling further and further away from purity. But that's that's been happening. And there's always been wickedness pervasive in social spaces where people are. And that's because without God's intervention and without his grace, we're all sinful and we're coming together to fulfill our sinful lusts, whatever they may be. We're all here in pursuit of sin. And so even our thought of what is pure, thank God for his grace and his presence in the earth, because that is still keeping back the ways that sin could and really should in a lot of ways consume us. Yes. So there is like this kind of socially agreed upon morality, but even that is filthy rags. Like that's the filthy rags that the scripture is talking about when it's like, you know, even the most righteous among us, like our righteousness is filthy rags before the Lord. Like it's nasty because it's all so pervaded by sin. So even thinking about the concept of socially pure art without God at the center of it, I question if it really is pure. Um, when you look at the times we're in, though, in particular, these ways that people are really confusing authenticity with audacity, there's so much obnoxious, in-your-face rebellion, and people are passionate about doing the wrong thing and claiming it's right and deciding, like, no, no, because I get to decide who are you to judge me, and no, this is right because I say it's right. So much of this just feels like fruit, the fruit from the garden, like all over again. And it's yeah. like, this is what this is what is on our lips. And why would anything else be? Because essentially we've been born into this. We naturally inherited this idea that, oh, what is pure is up to me. What is right is up to me. But because it's not really up to us, we are yet, which is the ultimate master, and even within this guise that somehow we're in control, you're really not. Try and resist your lust and then tell me what's in control. Try and resist mm -hmm. your sexual leaning or your desire for that substance or your desire for that man or woman. Try and resist that without the grace of God and tell me what's really controlling you. Tell me what's really driving you. Or even if it's food or whatever your thing is, whatever satisfies your flesh, Denying the flesh is hard business. It's really difficult. You don't find out though, till you try and resist the flesh. You don't find out how ruthless it is and still trying to keep that control over you. And even over our eyes, when it comes to how we see and appreciate art, it is pervaded by this sinful aesthetic, this desire to see ourselves lifted up, ourselves glorified, flesh on display or flesh in a way that even idolizes it, worships it, makes anything into an idol, makes anything into something that's covetous or something that uh, will steal for or do whatever it takes, power hungry and power plays and all kinds of stuff. There are all kinds of ways in which even art that's that we could kind of devise as pure, it's only going to be distilled from this sinful nature that's literally rushing through our blood without the grace of God pervading our sight, teaching us how to see anew, removing the blinders from our eyes so we yeah. can stop walking around in darkness and really behold light and not run away from it. Yeah, there, there really is no way to have pure art without the Lord because he is pure, like his essence is pure because he is holy and the holy one. And all of that comes from him. Even true art comes from him.
So yeah, I think that that's where purity in art begins. It's entirely possible that society never really had a pure grasp on what art is, but yet through God's grace, um, we can grasp that and we can even create it. We can even desire it and even demand it. There's a way in which even with this world that was always at enmity with the purity of God's art, um, which, I mean, you know, is largely controlled by this self-proclaimed like antithetical way of approaching goodness and perfection and like this perfect creation that God um, intended. There is this way in which the Lord has been fighting for our right to be free from the system that we desire to enslave us. When we yeah. give ourselves over to that work, that's where purity can begin. And that's where purity of art can begin. And fighting to make art in the image of God is worth it. It's worth daily dying to our flesh, being able to make things and create things that bring life to people, not just entertainment, things that are worth focusing on, not just things that pull focus, but things that are really going to bless people for having seen them and give them something to encourage them and encourage them in everlasting truth, that they are made in the image of God, that God loves them in a radical way that is always going to be seeking after reconciliation and restoration for them. And just the truth that there really is eternal life and better life and life more abundantly that isn't yeah. given to the rat race of constantly grasping for something to make you happy. Christ came to make us whole and there is wholeness available and art that reflects that in a lot of ways is this return to purity and a purity of art and a purity of living that really only God can provide. Wow. That is, so the only way, the what the bottom line is when society lost it was when <clears throat> we basically goes back to the point as far back as when we started taking God out of the center of mm. our creativity. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this I guess it's a good breaking point. Uh, we have a few more questions, so we'll take a break here and we'll come back to this. Okay, cool. Thank you. All right. We've covered so much about how we can put God at the center of our creativity and art, uh, right from how Kira received this vision and how it's become she believes, and I believe as well, is a calling for her in a sphere where I strongly believe we need to have God back at the center of all this creativity because mm. of our limited capacity. And I know that sounds like, well, we're very limited, but no, our capacity, just based on how we've been created, to how much content we can consume, especially when it comes to content that is not soul food so to say content that doesn't mm -hmm. benefit you that's content that doesn't satisfy your soul because at the end of the day art music all kinds of creativity are supposed to kind of nudge you into appreciating the beauty of the earth and just the mm -hmm. beauty of being a human being of expressing 
kind of what what has been created in you when you birthed it out because we're all created by god who is the ultimate mm -hmm. and creator he the world that we appreciate today has been created by him and we're created in the image of god and what he is able to do we are able to do to certain capability or capacity but what we're finding right now is that we've been deceived mm. to believing that wh wherever god has put given us cautionary uh, cautionary limits that he's he's hiding or withholding certain things back from us and we know this goes all the way back to the garden of eden where satan deceived eve by saying did god really say that you should not eat all this fruit it's because god doesn't want you to be like him so we've gone through that and we've also talked about how we can do creative work with god in mind and kira shared just how her life has been transformed mm -hmm. from when she switched to doing art this way from when she invited god to the center of her creativity how now she's tapping into a well that isn't exhaustible. There's just art that's just flowing out of her. And that art is inspiring people. Uh, you will definitely listen to Kira blessed us with some poems at the beginning of the show. So you'll listen to them and you will just get a taste of, 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 of what is coming out of her that you honestly just want to listen to it endlessly because it just inspires you mm, that's that's been, that's been that is how her life has been transformed by putting god at the center of her creativity but that also meant that god had to be at the center of her life because as she said your art is usually most times a reflection of your life and so we also covered how uh as a society we've lost it when it comes to the purity of art mm. there's so much to talk about here and the next phase of this discussion is going to go into how does putting god at the center now of our creativity solve this problem so we've gone through the problem we've gone through the limitations that we have we've gone through the side effects of the art that we're producing right now, the art that we're consuming, the content, the music, the movies. And so Kira is now going to walk us through the next phase of this discussion, which will be how does putting God at the center of this creativity then solve these problems that we have? And she is doing it uniquely through um, digital art and NFTs, which is non-fungible tokens. So and nfts are built on top of blockchain and so that's a, a whole different uh conversation that we've scheduled to have in a follow-up sit down with kira but uh kira any closing uh thoughts on, on what we've discussed and and maybe um get the listeners kind of prepped up for what we'll be talking about with digital art and nfts anyway feel free to share how you kind of want to close this out Absolutely. Thank you again for this incredible opportunity and even just for everything that this foundation is doing. 
like Jesus and everything, just that name walking through doors and busting down walls and watching walls fall, I'm sure. And I'm believing that that's exactly what's going to happen because don't we serve a risen savior who is yet able to cause every Jericho to fall before us, just like he did um, ages ago. So I'm really, really grateful to even be here. And this has just been a really beautiful time for me to even reflect on how I got here, especially as um, it can be tricky. And there, of course, are challenges in essentially creating um, in ways that are antithetical to the culture, um, yeah. but doing so in a way that's meant to catalyze the culture's rise to the kingdom's occasion, basically. Um, there's so much that I truly believe that the Lord is longing to do and to see in the earth. I'm really grateful to be a part of that. I am not the only one. I'm so grateful to also have connected with artists during quarantine who feel the same call and who are um, desiring to answer that and desiring to glorify the Lord in everything they do, particularly art. Um, so I know that uh, more of what I have to share really revolves around the ways in which God has shown me um, blockchain and cryptocurrency and even um, non-fungible tokens, otherwise known as NFTs, as a means of creating opportunities for people to own and have assets that edify them, to have art and to own it in such a way that it is a continuous blessing to them. Um, fortify which is F-W-D-I-F-Y. It was born out of just literally inspiration from the Lord while I was worshiping him one night. And um, it came from just this vision that he gave me of a company that produces art that doesn't just edify people even, but also moves them forward, calls them forward into what they're called to do, who they are called to be, encourages them and even catalyzes them to really answer the call that God has over their life and to even awaken to that call if that's not, if his voice is not one that they're used to hearing. Um, so this is really his venture. <laughs> I'm very much just the steward of it, but I'm really honored to hold this um, and to be so up close and personal with it, especially sort of in these beginning stages. God has given me a lot of ideas about collections and ways of creating connections between art and scripture and connecting creativity back to the word that's first spoken into existence. So that's really a lot of what's coming from me. And um, I'm just excited to keep listening first to the Lord and just receiving from him what he would have me communicate both in word and in deed. So I'm excited. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure and it's been an honor. And I'm sure me and all the people that will be listening to this will always welcome you back with open arms. <laughs> wow, um, thank you. Thanks. Very, it's very, it's not, you don't find it often to find, usually when you find people doing technology, mm. they don't mix it with God. Mm, and yeah or art or any of those so i think that's how we connected which was I, I was mixing god with solving world problems through a godly character mm. and i and you were solving art doing art creativity being creative and creating uh creative spaces with god at, at the center of it and and 
that's not very you, you don't find that every day so Mm. you 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 have already inspired with this first sit down and we look forward to diving into the tech side of things and yeah we look forward to learning so much from you kira it was nice it was amazing pleasure to have you on the show and we'll we look forward to having you back amazing thank you thank you This wraps up our first sit down with our guest, Kira Faith Wharton, who's the founder of Full Faith Forward and Fortify on her vision and mission to put God at the center of our creativity in art. Putting God at the center of our creativity in art, music, and cinema is the only hope we have to counter the rising tides of perversion and vanity. Not to mention, it will propel our creativity into a realm of content that will entertain, inspire, nourish, refresh, and challenge us to be better citizens. This was episode four of the God at the Center of our Creativity series. Your host for today was Calvin Cavanda. Thanks for listening. Kingdom down